Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 11th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Intentional Purpose, that this is a year of intentional, I'm sorry, intentional progress. This is a year of progress for us, but we're going to pursue that progress intentionally. We're going to be deliberate about it. We're going to be focused. We're not going to sit back and be haphazard and just say, well, you know what God has for me is for me. And, and, and I just believe that it's going to come. And if God wants me to be blessed, he'll bless me. And I'm just going to sit back. No, no, no. We're going to be intentional. We're going to be deliberate. We're going to be tuned into the Holy Spirit. Whatever the Holy Spirit leads us to do, we'll do. Wherever the Holy Spirit leads us to go, we'll go. And will say whatever he leads us to say. Faith is something you say. Faith is something you do or see that you sow based on what you believe that God is revealing to you. So we are the just and we shall live by faith in 2022. So I've been studying or we've been studying a, a series entitled Life Lessons from the Life of Jesus. This is part 25. And so today on this Friday morning, I want you to open up your heart to hear what God is about to say through me for his glory. God bless you. I trust that you've been enjoying this series as we're going through the life of Jesus from the gospel according to St. John. And what we did is we looked at John chapter 5, 6, 8, 12, 14, 15, 16. Now we're in John chapter 17. And this is all part of the series where I told you that at the beginning of the year, the Lord told me to walk through these six steps. We're still in step number one. I take my time. I'm not in a hurry. Uh, there's so much in the word of God that we can glean and learn from. And so we're going through all of this. We're learning from the life of Jesus. We're in John chapter 17. In John chapter 17, Jesus prayed for us. Uh, he prayed for his disciples and for all of those who would come through the annals of time and believe on him. So he prayed for us in John chapter 17. The prayer covers the whole chapter. It's I call this the Lord's Prayer because it's the prayer that the Lord prayed for us. And so as we're going through the Lord's Prayer, I trust that you've been enjoying it. So we, we've we looked at a bunch of verses already this morning and we're in John chapter 17. We're going to look at verses 13 through 16. This is what Jesus prayed. And these are just like, you know, bite-sized chunks that we're looking at his prayer. And so, and let me just say this too. When you look at how Jesus prayed, if you don't pray like that, if you don't have a conversation with the father while you're praying, if, if Jesus said, if you're just doing vain repetitions, then that's not prayer. Uh, you, you it should be a dialogue. You should have a communication with the father. So look at how Jesus prayed. Jesus is having a conversation with the father. He said, now he's talking to the father. He said, hey, father, now I'm coming to you. Now I told them, the people that, that you assigned to me, I told them many things while I was with them. I told them what you told me to tell them while they're in this world so that their joy may be full. I have given them your word and the world hates them. You know why? Because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I do. The world hates them because the world hates me. That's what Jesus was saying. And so, so the world rejected Jesus, the world will reject us as well. So what does this mean for you today? 
so I have three things to share with you this morning. There's a lot in that passage. I'm going to share three things as I'm led to share, and I want you to open up your heart to receive. Number one, the Father wants you to have joy. In this prayer, Jesus said, now I'm coming to you. Now I've told them many things uh, while I was with them in this world, but I told them these things so that they would be filled with my joy. Another translation says, so that their joy would be full. I want them to be filled with my joy, Jesus said. And listen, I told them some stuff. Why did I tell them? Because I wanted them to be filled with my joy. I have a joy. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. I have a joy on the inside that is unmovable, unshakable, unbreakable. I can have joy on the inside, no matter what's going on. On, on the outside, and the Father wants me to have joy. I remember uh, uh, years ago, I think it was 2008. Uh, yeah, it was 2008. I was stationed at Fort Gordon, and then I got assigned to Fort Lewis, Washington. And for whatever reason, at the beginning of the year, on today's word, and really for the whole year, the Lord led me to Romans 15 and 13. And in Romans 15 and 13, the Bible says, the Apostle Paul was basically uh, preaching or explaining that we can have jo we can have joy and peace in believing, that we have this joy and peace that comes from the Holy Spirit. And when you have joy, when you have the excitement that comes from joy and you have peace, you have the stability and the serenity that comes from peace. When you have both, that's how Jesus lived. When you have both, you have joy and peace. Then listen, I don't care what's happening on the outside. You will be good on the inside. So we're learning life lessons from the life of Jesus. And I keep driving home the the fact that Jesus never stressed out. I keep driving home the fact that Jesus was at peace. No matter what was going on, it seems like Jesus was good. Jesus was cool. Jesus, wake up. We're about to die. Look, we're fishermen. We know what this is like. We've been on the water. I've never seen a storm like this. The, the boat is taking on water. Why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping through the storm? It's like, what are y'all talking about? Man, don't you have faith? I already said we're going to the other side. He rebuked the wind. He spoke to the sea. Everything calmed down. He had joy and peace in believing. I'm saying that's how we're supposed to live. As we're learning life lessons from the life of Jesus, we got to be able to have joy and peace in believing. No matter what's happening on the outside, we have joy. We have peace. We can sleep through the storm. People are like, oh, are you not, uh, what's good? Are you not worried? Are you? No, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, but this hasn't happened yet. No, no, I know, but it will. But but no, but but that hasn't happened yet. But no, I'm straight. Why? Because God already said it. God, I know what God said to me. I know what God has spoken to me. So it's only a matter of time before I see in my hands what I've already seen in my heart. It's only a matter of time before the earth catches up with heaven. It's a matter of time. I go into my prayer closet. I see some things. And then when I come out, I see things that are different. And, and it's okay. Well, the world hasn't caught up with the reality yet, but I know it's only a matter of time. Jesus wanted us to have joy, his joy. He wanted us to have his joy. He prayed that we would have the joy that he had and that our joy would be full. One of the major challenges for believers is allowing fear, doubt, and unbelief into their heart. If you allow fear and doubt and unbelief into your heart and into your mind, it's going to rob you of your joy and peace. Fear is an incapacitating force. <laughs> fear, uh, you cannot be in fear and in faith at the same time. I've told you that before. Like, you know, fear cancels out faith, but the good news is that faith cancels out fear. And so, so either you're in fear or you're in faith, but you can't be in fear and in faith at the same time. Both fear and faith are an expression of confidence. My faith is an expression of my confidence, the confidence that I have in God and my confidence. I have confidence that, that what God is saying to me is going to come to pass. And so when I express confidence, 
that what God is revealing is going to come to pass. That is called faith. But when you express confidence that what Satan is saying to you is going to come to pass, that's called fear. And so, so at the end of the day, I, I walk and live by faith and fear has no power over me. And since I'm a believer and not a doubter and I'm walking by faith and not by fear, I'm not going to allow fear and doubt and unbelief to, to stifle me. I have joy that is unshakable and unbreakable. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it. So if you feel like you've lost your joy. If you feel like, like, listen, you, you are a born again believer, but you can be a born again believer and, and still be stressed out. You could be a born again believer and still lose your joy. You could be a born again believer and not tap into the joy or the fruit of the spirit. So if you feel like you've lost your joy, if people are saying to you all the time, Hey, are you okay? Are things going like if you're battling negative thoughts, if, if you feel like you are succumbing to the pressure of the enemy, then listen, there is too much of you in the way. You are, you are focusing too much on you and not enough on God. At the end of the day, God is on you, in you, with you, for you. And so God wants you to, to express confidence in him. When your reliance is on him, when you, you're like, okay, well, I know I'm in this marriage because God gave me this marriage, but it's not working out. Your confidence needs to be in him. You're like, I know God told me to apply to this job and I'm in this job, but it's not working out. Your confidence needs to be in him. You need to look unto him. You're like, well, I know the Lord told me to start this business, but oh my God, I've just, it's your confidence needs to be in him. You have to learn how to enter into God's rest and stop looking at you. There's too much of you in the way. One of the things that Jesus, one of the reasons why Jesus never freaked out is because he was not relying on his humanity. He was relying on the divinity that God placed on the inside of him. He was like, I'm not down here to do what I want. I'm here to do what the one who sent me want. I'm, I'm, I'm here to perform his will. I, I only say what he tells me to say. So I'm not, I'm not tripping. I'm not freaking out. I have nothing to be concerned about. Once you're born again, your citizenship is in heaven. You are born from a, above, above. You are no longer a mere human. You are filled with God's spirit and the Holy Spirit is your direct connection to the Father. So when you know that heaven is your home, that God is your source, that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you and the Holy Spirit will never leave you, he will never forsake you, he will never turn his back on you, then in the middle of challenges, you can still be at peace because you know that you get your orders from headquarters. You get up every morning living and I'm gonna live in sync with heaven no matter if it seems like I'm out of sync with the people down here in this world. Now, if you're, if you're tired, stressed out, pulling your hair out, you can't sleep, you're worried, all of this stuff, you're not in sync with heaven. You're born again, but you're not in sync with heaven. You are not allowing God to flow through you. As you die to self and as you yield to him and you allow him to live through you, then the joy that Jesus had will be the joy that you have as well. You will have joy and your joy will be full. Number two, reading what God said positions you to hear what God is saying to you today. In this prayer, he's praying, Jesus is praying. And one of the things that he said was, Father, you know what? I gave them your word. And I thank God for that. But I'm going to talk about the word and the spirit. Jesus's words have been documented in the Bible. We're studying the gospel according to St. John. Actually, there's a scripture that says, well, we didn't document everything Jesus said because there wouldn't be enough books in the world to document everything that Jesus said. But bottom line is, you know, the word of God does contain the character, the attributes and the nature of God. And so as we reading the word of God and the word contains his character, attributes and nature, then the more we get to know the word of God, the better we will know 
the God of the word. And so, so Jesus like, Hey man, I gave them your word. I gave them your word. So the word of God is there. And as we're studying the word of God and we read it with an open heart, then our mind is instructed. Uh, uh, our heart is expanded to believe and our soul is edified. Our spirit is recharged. All of that happens and all of that is great. But what, what I like to say though, is that now once you read the word of God and the more I read the word of God, the better I get to know the God of the word. Okay. The more I read the word of God, the better positioned I am to hear the voice of God, which is a whole nother level. So reading what God said, for the most part, the word of God, um, contains what God said, past tense, say past tense. If the word of God contains what God said, past tense. But when I read what God said, past tense, it positions me to hear what he is saying, present tense. And what I want is to hear the voice of God through the Holy Spirit. So I'm reading the, the word of God, the Bible, but I'm listening for the Holy Spirit at the same time. So God has given us his word and God has also given us his spirit. And so now that I have the word of God and I have the spirit of God, now that I have the word of God and I have the author of the book living on the inside of me. Now I have the word and I have the author. And so now I can read the word of God. And while I'm reading the word of God, past tense, what God said, the author of the book is speaking to me about what God is saying to me right now. And so, yes, Jesus is like, man, I gave them your word. And now he's still giving us his word. Jesus said in Matthew 4 and 4, man shall not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds this preceding word, this revelatory word. We're living by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Father, you're giving me manna from heaven on a daily basis. Let me make it real for us on today's word. I'm preaching and teaching what God said, past tense, in the word of God. I'm teaching you John 5, John 6. 6, 8, 12, 14, 15, 16. I'm in John 17. I'm teaching you what God said. That's the word of God. That's the Bible. That's the written word. But at the same time, while I'm teaching, the Holy Ghost is speaking. So I am teaching what, what we call logos or written word. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit is speaking rhema, what we call living words. And so, so I'm speaking, watch this, and there's a voice behind my voice. I'm speaking, watch this, and there's a word behind my word. And so I'm, I'm teaching you today's word from John chapter 17. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and he will speak things to you that are specific and that are tailor-made to your situation. And so now, I'm teaching. And then matter of fact, you could email me afterwards or text me afterwards and say, oh my God, brother Rick, today was amazing. The, the Holy Ghost said this and this and this and this to me, or God said this. And you're like, and I'm like, okay, I didn't say that though. So you heard something I didn't say. You heard something I didn't write in today's word. Why? Because while I'm ministering what God said, past tense, at the same time, the Holy Spirit is speaking what God is saying to us today. So thank God for the fact that he gave us his word, which contains his character, attributes, and nature, and he gave us his spirit. So we can hear what God said, and we can hear what God is saying, and we need both. We need both the written word and the living word. We need to be able to hear what God said, and we also need to hear what God is saying. And as we live this way, we can become the men, the women that God has called us to be. Say amen to that. All right, number three, last point for today. I only have three. Uh, you do not belong to this world. Now, this is something that Jesus said a lot, and I've, I say it a lot too. You do not belong to this world. So Jesus lived with this mindset. I am in this world, 
but I'm not of this world. The reason why Jesus was different from other people, because he had this mindset. I am in this world, but I'm not of this world. And then he prayed that we would have the same mindset. Matter, the Bible says, put on the mind of Christ. And so what's the mind of Christ? I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And so in this prayer, Jesus said, listen, the world hates them because they do not belong to the world. Listen, Jesus said, you do not belong to the world. The world hates them because they do not belong to this world, just as I don't belong to this world. Now, Father, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. But I want you to keep them in the world and keep them safe from the evil one because they do not belong to this world any more than I do. And so, so Jesus was in this world, not of this world. I'm in this world. You're in this world, not of this world. Therefore, here's some thoughts about this as I close for today. First one, you are here on a divine assignment, right? You were sent to this planet when and where because of your why. So you're here on a divine assignment. And so you got to discover, develop, and deploy into your divine purpose with the goal of completing it before you die. It's really that simple. When you were born again, you were literally born from above. The word born again in John 3 is anothen. It means born from above. You, you are born from above. Once you're born from above, you are in this world, but you're no longer of this world. You're no longer just a mere human. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You are filled with God himself. You are now a citizen of heaven living in this world, and you are assigned. You're on assignment. You are assigned as an ambassador. You are the ambassador of the kingdom of God assigned to this world, right? Assigned to your sphere of influence. As an ambassador, you have access to all the resources that you would need. Now, one of the things that I didn't put in today's word, let me just slide this in for free for those of you that are watching live. In the prayer, Jesus said, Lord, I don't want you to take them out of the world, but just keep them safe from the evil one. So let me just say this, because I thought about it. I remember uh, when I was stationed in Korea and I see some people uh, on the call that are that were with me in Korea. Um, when I was stationed in Korea, uh, my boss was the four-star general in charge of the peninsula, but we would go to Japan from time to time. And I remember we were in Japan and we were at the, the, the residence of the ambassador uh, of the United States to Japan. And so the ambassador... The U.S. ambassador in Japan, we were at his residence and I was there and I was talking to one of the personal security detail folks for the ambassador and we were just eating and talking or whatever. And, and he said that something had just happened that day where the ambassador, he was with the ambassador and they were uh, on the Japanese economy, basically with, you know, they were talking out there uh, in Japan and something happened where a citizen of Japan almost laid hands on the U.S. ambassador, like, you know, hit him or touched him or whatever. And the the personal security detail guy told me, hey, that would have been an international incident. Uh, it would have been an international incident. One person touches another person. Okay, not a big deal. Say, no, no, that would have been an international incident because ambassador such and such is assigned to Japan but he's not from Japan. Come on now. Oh, Jesus. So you are, a, you're born from above. You're assigned to this world, but you're not of this world. Jesus said, Hey, I'm going to leave them. 
I'm, they're not of this world, but we're going to leave them down here. But Father, you got to keep them safe because whenever the devil tries to put hands on them, it's an international incident. Come on now. It's an intergalactic incident. I mean, all of heaven has to back you up. Why? Because we have security detail from heaven. We have a hedge of protection from heaven. You are an ambassador assigned to this world and you have protection from above because you're not from here. This is your host nation, earth, but this is not your home nation. Your home nation is heaven. Your your host nation is earth. So you are assigned here, but you're not from here. The father didn't send you to this world and to be assigned here all by yourself. He sent you with, with himself. He sent you with the Holy Spirit. He sent you to be filled with him to accomplish what it, he sent you to this planet to accomplish. So the more you collaborate and cooperate with God, the more God is able to flow through you. Now, if God is not flowing through you, then there's too much of you in the way. As an ambassador of heaven assigned to this world, then your power comes from your submission. Look at me. Your power comes from your submission. Jesus's power came from his submission. Jesus's power came from the fact that he only said those things he heard the father say. His power came from the fact that he only did those things that he was led of the father to do. Your power will come from your submission. If you have no power, there's too much of you in the way. If you're stressed out, there's too much of you in the way. As you die to self and you yield to him and you get your orders from headquarters and you yield to the Holy Spirit and you get out of the way, the power of God will flow through you and the results will be amazing. Last thing I'll say for today, God did not take you out of the world. If all God, God wanted for you was to be born again, that's it. And you're born again, then you would be dead and gone. You would be in heaven already. The fact that you're still here means that God still has work for you to do. So since you're still here, it means that you are still on assignment. You are in assi on assignment as an ambassador. And ambassadors don't get to come up with whatever they want to, they want to do. Ambassadors do this. Watch this. They know that they're down here to do two things. Ambassadors, we send them out to do two things. To represent the culture of the, of the home nation and also to advance the priorities of the home nation, right? And so those are the two things you're here down here in this world to do. You're here to represent the culture of heaven and to advance God's kingdom priorities. The kingdom of God has to advance, is going to advance through you. You are here to represent God's culture, and you are here to advance his priorities, not your own. You're not just down here to go to parties and do whatever you want. No, no, no. You're here to advance his priorities and also to represent his culture. This is all about him. So as you die to self and you yield to God, God will use you to be his representative on this planet. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to, to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. This is going to be good. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for taking the time to teach me how to live. You want me to have joy and for my joy to be full. Now, there have been times where I allowed myself to lose my joy and peace. But those days are behind me. I walk by faith and not by fear. I have joy and I fret not. I have peace and worry cannot get a hold of my heart. I read your word daily. Your word is the ruler by which I judge every decision. I read what you said with an open heart. As I do, my ears are open. 
I read what you said and I hear what you are saying. You lead me in the way I should go. If I ever get frustrated, there's too much of me in the way. So I die to self. I listen to your voice and I follow with a believing heart. I am born from above. I'm in this world, but not of it. I am a citizen of heaven. I am an ambassador of the kingdom of God assigned to this place. I take my assignment seriously. I know I cannot complete it independently. I minimize me so you can maximize you through me, making the impact in this world that I was born to make. I represent your culture. I advance your priorities and I do it on this planet. Therefore, <laughs> greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes and the notes you get them for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get my notes in your email inbox every day for free. It's a Friday on Fridays. I like to let you know we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. Sign up and subscribe to the channel. We have a podcast. Go to any podcast and just uh, type, you know, search for Rick Pina or the Rick Pina podcast. Everything we put out there for free uh, uh, and it'll be a blessing to you. And then also on Fridays, I like to mention, and I haven't mentioned this in a while, that you could be a partner with our ministry. If you want to be a partaker of the grace that's on our ministry and the impact that we're making, go to ripministries.org, click on the donate button and make a donation. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. You will be a partaker of the grace that's on this ministry and uh, and you would just be helping us to advance God's kingdom priority. So listen, I love you. God loves you too. Have an amazing day, amazing Friday, amazing weekend. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this was a blessing and then also share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. The best is yet to come. Forward ever, backward never, greater is coming for us. God bless you.